Remote work has long moved beyond simply being a trend or a lifestyle. It's a natural evolution in the way we work and collaborate, a complete and vital redesign with profound positive impact for businesses, teams, and society as a whole. With it comes a work culture revolution that requires putting freedom, trust, and conscious behavior at the core of every business who wants to thrive. I'm Sarah Regalhuth, your host, and I'm a serial entrepreneur, investor, and expert in growing happy, high-performing remote teams. Since 2014, I've been running all my businesses remotely, and that has deeply changed who I am as a leader. I've gone from micromanaging an unhappy team, suffering high turnover and working long hours, to moving to the US, traveling roughly six months a year, and loving the shit out of my team and being constantly amazed as to what we're achieving. Join me as I dive into conversations about remote work magic, conscious culture, and the future of work with some of the most inspiring founders and leaders in the remote work space. Insights, tips, success, and failure, innovation, we share it all. Let's dive in. This episode, we're going down a little bit of a different path where I'm actually having one of my own team members join us. Theodora Gatton, who is our marketing manager, she's based out of Romania, Bucharest. When she first started working with me three years ago, back in Wealth Enhancers days, before before I was full time CEO of Grow My Team and Grow Motely, uh, she actually lived in Athens and since moved back to Romania, which is actually where she's from. But we have known each other for these three years. We have become incredibly good friends. Um, We have a very strong connection, very intuitive, very in flow. And she's just a super dynamic, wise, beautiful soul. And I'm so excited for you all to hear this conversation. We ended up, I didn't know what direction we were going to take. And we ended up really diving into some current challenges we're having in the business. So I think it ended up being, uh, well, I don't think it ended up being a beautiful insight for you all into how we approach things, how we work through things, and just a first-hand look at something we're moving through right now. So enjoy. Hey, sister, how are you today? Hey, sister, I'm doing pretty great. (laughs) Great, Good. Well, thank you for joining me on the show. Um, for our listeners, Theo, Theodora, call you Theo, um, is our marketing manager and we've worked together for three years. Right? Yeah, three no. years now. Yeah, and I thought I had the idea recently that it would be cool for us to talk about what it's like working in our culture, a culture that I very much feel you've helped me build um, and just to like talk about it from I mean, you are a leader within our business as well, but mostly I'm talking with other founders and entrepreneurs um, about the team that they've built. Mm. But I think it's also cool and interesting to hear from people like within teams and how that culture feels and everything. But yeah, let's just, let's just flow. I'm super excited to be sharing my story because it's something that, I mean, for me, the past three years, but I think mostly... Uh, this year has been so surreal in terms of what has been happening in our team and our culture and just my relationship with work in general. So I'm super excited. I had all these thoughts, you know, before the podcast, like, what do I want to share with the world? And there's so much mm-hmm. that I want to share, you know, with the world from both perspectives. But yeah, I guess I'll just, you know, let you pick my brain <laughs> And kind of give me some angles because I might just go over, over, all over the place. I'm super passionate about what is happening. I just feel like it's so fascinating. Yeah. Mm. So I just remembered when, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying this, when we messaged earlier and, you know, you were in the shower. <laughs> I just remembered yeah. about our first meeting ever when you interviewed me three years ago for Wellington. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I thought that was really funny because it was just like a, a psychical psych. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, when I first had an interview with you, it was for Wealth Enhancers, your previous company. And mm-hmm. I remember I was feeling really, really nervous just because one, I wanted that job, you know, 
very, very much. And I had kind of had a feeling like I will get it, like my place was there. But I was still feeling super nervous because I had been interviewing for a while and nothing, you know, kind of clicked. And then you came up on the camera and you were at the hairdresser <laughs> and you were like, you know, sorry, babe, I'm just at the hairdresser and let's just do the interview like that. And I just <laughs> completely relaxed immediately. It was like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, I don't have to put, you know, a mask. I mean, I did, you know, a bit because that's what we do when we first meet somebody. Mm-hmm. But I instantly, you know, felt really comfortable in showing who I was and actually making mistakes because after our first interview, I was like, fuck, shit. Like, oh, I completely <laughs> messed this up. Like, I was super conscious that, you know, my, my grammar, you know, my English and all that. I was like, fuck, you know, and then 10 minutes after that, I get an email from Nikki, I think, who was working back then mm-hmm. in recruitment. And she said, like, I love you. She wants you to do- join us. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the coolest and the coolest interview I've had. <laughs> I remember, you know, what's really funny, actually, the last episode of Conscious Culture was with Victoria Fox, who's the founder of Miss Fox, um, which is the day spa I was at when getting my hair done at when I interviewed you. That's really funny. But I remember, and I remember before I turned the camera on, on Zoom, I was like, I just want to warn you, I've got like a head full of foils and I'm sitting under that foil lamp at the hairdresser. Cause I was like, not only am I at the hairdresser, but I'm in the most like awkwardest, ugliest stage of the transformation <laughs> when you go and get your hair done. <laughs> and I was like, that's going to be really shocking when she turns the camera on and sees like, what, what, what is going on here? But yeah, it was a cool, it was a cool interview and it was a good icebreaker, I would say. And it was, it's interesting what you said about, you know, feeling like you then didn't have to put on the mask or certainly not as much perhaps. Um, and that's something that's been coming up a little bit as I've been talking with people is, um, like as I've been interviewing on this podcast, I should say, is the the concept of these masks that we wear. And perhaps that's one of the tenets of a more conscious culture, more conscious leadership, more whole or embodied kind of leadership is when we get to a place where we don't have to wear these different masks in these mm. different scenarios. So I'd be curious to hear your perspective on that as well over your journey starting from that first mm-hmm. interview. Oh yeah, it's been it's been real. The journey has been real and I was I think I was fortunate enough to kind of go through all the phases. So I started off with having a job, a corporate job. Mm-hmm. I was doing communication and public relations and you know, I'm a pretty open person and pretty authentic, I guess. <laughs> So I still, you know, brought a bit of myself at work, but there, there were so many areas that I really couldn't, you know, explore. Mm-hmm. And most of them were just around my skills, which is the really funny thing that happens when you put on a mask for work or you're required to perform in a certain way. You're actually missing out on a lot of juiciness in the back that you're blocking. Mm-hmm. So what I've discovered in my journey, and it's mostly in the companies I work with you, um, is that being, you know, invited and encouraged to bring my whole self to work has actually been a really great opportunity for me to dive into my, I mean, the wholeness of my creativity and the entire pack of skills that I've got. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we're very kind of biased around what skills are good in a company and what skills, you know, are bad. And I mean, if I couldn't, if I couldn't bring my humor to work, I wouldn't be able, for example, to do the work that I do in the way that I do it, or I couldn't be as creative as I am right now right because humor is a part is part of my creativity and it's also a language of creativity for me mm-hmm. so my journey has been just like I am shedding layers all over and mm-hmm. it started quite timid and slowly and now I'm just kind of discovering myself 
through the process of showing up as myself every day at work and just having the mirrors that I have around me, which are, you know, the team, our sisters, the team members in our team, because we have this culture where we're very kind of transparent with each other. And we also kind of call on our bullshit and we are very, um, encouraging to each other and very supportive and all that. So whenever I show up at work as myself, I also have this feeling like I am creating myself at the same very moment, which is really kind of weird, right? Like I have all this freedom and I not only have the opportunity to show up as myself, I also have the opportunity to create more of myself. Mm, I love that. Mm, Yeah. And it's very, I mean, I get emotional every time I talk about this and especially with the ladies in our team, because um, our culture and of course, you know, the work I've been doing in my personal life life and the inner work has helped me on so many levels of, you know, authenticity, authenticity, city mm-hmm. and accepting myself and I'm a very perfectionist person and I put a lot of value on you know performance and my self-worth is kind of very linked to that so whenever I do for example something that I don't think it's at the level that I would want it to be or I make a you know a mistake although I don't really you know actually believe in mistakes but it kind of gets to me, like I get super affected by that. But in our culture, because it's a very kind of fertile culture for just experimenting things and exploring things and testing things, I don't get that as much. And it's so funny because I was talking, I think, with Lisa, which is our performance coach recently, and just told her, like, all of a sudden, I discovered that I don't, I mean, I don't hear that internal judge as often as I did before. Like I barely even hear that voice anymore. And that voice was, uh, has been replaced with, you know, the voices of, you know, the ladies in our team, you know, who are continuously encouraging me and saying like, you got this, you can do this. So I have all this positive talk in my mind and it's mostly because I get to have such a supportive team who accepts me the way I am and yeah, encourages me to show up at my best. So it's been really, really powerful. That's so beautiful. Mm. What's, what's coming up for me as you speak about um, the personal growth alongside what's happening for us professionally And what it's like, like our culture is very open. And I know that when someone first joins our team, obviously I think we do attract people in that are also looking for a place where they don't have to wear masks and where they can be their whole self. But there's still like conditioning and past experiences where that hasn't been the case. And it takes a little while to really settle in to the culture. And I I remember Mm -hmm. along our journey, like, where when you started opening up to me about just some of the things that were happening in your personal life and I can't remember right now I think maybe you were going through a breakup or something like that but something was going on and I I kind of had to break up at the same time (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's right and I think maybe that was maybe that was why you opened up to me because maybe uh I I don't know maybe we were talking about my situation and then you started and it's it's interesting for me as a leader to see that you know, I can't also expect people to just be fully open from day one um, because there's so much past experiences where they haven't been able to do that, that it takes a little while to trust um, the journey. I'd love to hear your, like how that was for you in the start. Mm, well, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So uh, as far as I can remember, I've been a very like guarded person. Like I can be open and I can be really friendly and I can be really tender and affectionate, but deep inside I was always kind of guarded, you know, like what do people think of me? You know, what if I look weak at work? If I, what if I look like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. So I I had all these kind of, um, all these kind of things building up and 
what I have experienced, like I still had some when I first joined you at Wealth Enhancers. Um, I still had a lot of fear around opening up to you as a leader, just because I also think it's a cultural kind of thing. Like in Romania, mm-hmm. we have this very kind of uh, respect towards authority and uh, like the negative humbleness kind of approach sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was coming with that from the medium in which I worked previously and it was also like a corporation and all that. So I had a lot of fears about, you know, what if I open up to you with some stuff that, you know, are challenging for me and you just go away, you just go like, you know, I don't think you're made for this job. Maybe we should look for another person. So that was the main fear, right? Mm-hmm. and that mixed up with a little bit of, you know, an imposter syndrome, because I was like, you know, all of a sudden I was taking part in something really, really cool that I absolutely love, but I was very, I was doubting myself a lot, like, ooh, am I to be here, you know, is this, am I the right person for this? And what, you know, what happened, I think, is just I saw you in different contexts just showing up as you were and I remember we had a team meeting back then at Wealth Enhancers and I don't remember what was the situation back then but you were crying in the meeting and you know you showed up you showed up one day and you said you know I don't I don't remember exactly but you know this is happening I'm going through this I feel like I'm disappointing you and all that and it was a very like raw conversation and I realized I didn't perceive you as being weak at all. I perceived you as being super powerful in that moment. And that moment has shifted my entire kind of approach to this kind of conversations, Um, especially with you, because I realized there is space for me to, you know, to cry if I want to, to admit that I'm feeling overwhelmed, to just be a human. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not gonna, there's not gonna be any retribution for that. It's just gonna mm-hmm. be, you know, like space. So you showing up in that way, super vulnerable, has been an invitation for me to just, you know, like, okay, let's do this, but let's do this as human beings. Mm, that's such a beautiful reflection. Thank you for sharing that. Mm, um, thank you all for the moment and the I mean the many moments after that which were you know a re- reiteration of that moment like every time you step up and actually every time anybody in the team is vulnerable it's just like an invitation for me to shed another layer of um of control over myself and, you know, the masks and the roles and all that and just show up as, you know, myself. Yeah. And I think it's along that same journey because it really probably has almost been roughly the amount of time that we've worked together that I've really stepped into um, Mm -hmm. that space as well. I think it was probably just starting maybe six months or so before you started, but it's a very similar timeframe. And, um, it's been such a gift to work alongside you. Obviously, we get along very well as friends and always have. And I appreciate your insights. We're very intuitively connected. There's a lot of, from a marketing perspective, there's a lot of times where you somehow like have the same idea as me at the same time or whatever, which is magic. Um, but even just last week, as I think about my journey and how much what's happening professionally is really a reflection of what's happening in other areas of my life and vice versa, Mm -hmm. because we're really Mm -hmm. just one, one being the challenges we have with our partner or our family or money Mm -hmm. or our career or whatever, they tend to be showing up in the other areas just in, Mm -hmm. you know, they manifest in different ways, but it's the same core pattern and challenge. And, you know, even just last week, I um, was looking at the cash flow and realized that in about three months, we're going to hit a challenge if we don't figure some stuff out right now. And so my initial response was like, how do I fix this? How do I solve this? This is on me. I better go away and figure out how I'm going to shoulder this burden and 
resolve all of this. I need to strategize. I need to plan. And I was really stressed out. And then I start feeling like I'm failing the team or I should have picked this up sooner or, you know, putting whatever on me. Um, and in the beginning, it's pretty unproductive because it's just very like shame <laughs> and um, berating myself. And then I, I come around to like, okay, let's be constructive about this. But this time around, I, and I've, I've, I do, I think what's, okay, this is what's happened. So I <laughs> always let you guys in on what's happening. Like I tell you, mm-hmm. and I did the same thing this time. And you were the one to point out to me um, that the same day I had posted a photo of my vision board on Instagram and in the career section at the very top was placid <laughs> in big words, superhero. And you mm-hmm. pointed out to me like your, that, that I have a pattern where I'm trying to be the hero. I'm trying to take on more responsibility than um, is potentially required. And I think that's a pattern and a habit for me where whilst it's really positive that I take responsibility for my actions, where I am and not be a victim and all of that, sometimes I overextend where that that line of responsibility um, ends and I start taking responsibility for other people around me. And that's to do with my the core wound of abandonment and da, 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 da. So it was just so beautiful for me to be in a place where I could share where we were at, share that I needed to do some figuring out and I wanted to be open with my leadership team and that I wanted to figure it out from a place of not just this particular scenario situation, how are we going to strategize out of it, but also where is this a pattern and a habit in my life or a cycle, I should say, where is this a pattern or a cycle in my life and where is it showing up? And it was the same day that I'd had my leadership calls as one-on-one calls with each of you. And somehow all of it together showed me, oh, well, of course, like I tracked people in who are similar to me in some degree, to some degree or another. Like we're not the same person. We have complementary skills and all that, but our risk tolerance, our ability to kind of be optimistic and look to the future and sometimes maybe not look at the immediate um, details. Like we all have similar traits like that. And some of the conversations we were having, I was like, oh, maybe there's some patterns that are happening for other people that are contributing to this because naturally we bring, you know, those into our lives that complement our patterns and cycles as well. And I think anyone in a romantic relationship can probably relate to what I'm saying. If you're in a place where you take responsibility for your share of the the argument or the patterns or whatever, mm-hmm. you can see that you perfectly attract these people in that, um, mm. you know, <laughs> match and marry. But anyhow, I'm just, that was a long way of just saying, I'm really grateful for you and for the culture that we have where you were able to point something out to me that was very obvious that I didn't have to do this alone. I don't have to be the superhero and save the day and that we have this really incredibly skilled leadership team that right now have an opportunity for we all have an opportunity for personal growth within the context of this particular scenario we're dealing with solving within the business. Mm. Yeah, that's really beautiful because let me tell you what happened on the other side, right? <laughs> yes, please do. Uh, so, of course, we've been talking really big things over the, I think the last couple of weeks have been like really, really intense in terms of like the creative process and what we're building and you know, kind of big decisions we have to make. And, you know, there was all that energy kind of piled up, a bit of pressure, right? Just, you know, in the air. And then um, I was working through some things and I see your initial message, right? Where you go, you know, you were talking about our company and, you know, our position right now and that, you know, you want to put some money in it. And my first kind of, you know, feeling around it is like, okay, like, ooh, you know, things might not be as good as, you know, I perceived them. And that was it, you know? And, but also I had a bit of a feeling like, mm, I feel like this has happened before. <laughs> um and then I just left it like that because I just had other stuff on my plate and I was doing a lot of work. And then a couple of hours later, or I don't exactly remember when, I see like an update message with you like, 
wait a minute, I've just thought about this and I don't think, I mean, something is coming up for me that I don't, I don't think this is the best approach and I just wanted to share with you guys. And for me, that moment was um, powerful in two directions, let's say. So the first one is, oh, oh my God, sister, like, I'm so proud of you for doing that inner reflection and doing that inner work and just asking yourself, you know, all of those questions. Because I felt like, you know, that feeling when you get, when you see somebody falling into the, you know, into the same kind of cycles and same, same kind of patterns and probably something, somebody really close to you and you get that kind of feeling like, mm, you know, like, mm, that's not good for them. But then when you see them stepping out of that, no matter what the consequences of that actions are in your life or in general, you're just like, you know, right? Because it's mm-hmm. something that we all want to do. It's this kind of liberation where we do the inner reflection and then we come up and we say like, no, like this is the truth. Mm-hmm. So that was the, the first aspect. And the second one was I felt really grateful and humbled that you had enough trust in me to bring this problem to me, to share this issue that you were having and this challenge. And the message that I got from you as a leader was I trust you enough to share this with you. And I also trust your thought process and your own inner work and all of the work you've been doing as a human being. And I trust your perspective and I need it. And just these moments in our company are the ones that make me realize like, fuck, I'm so, 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 so lucky to be part of these conversations that we are having, like this very raw, vulnerable conversations. And I actually think we're going to make it because of that. Mm. I think innovation is here, like in these uncomfortable conversations, um, in challenge, in, you know, shaky situations when we are afraid, like that's where innovation is. Because let's take the other scenario. What if you didn't share it with the whole team or with the team and you went and you just thought about it and you had just your perspective and probably maybe you would have, you know, taken the same route as before. Now, you know, it's changing the whole kind of dynamic of the problem is changing because I am participating in it, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do better because I participated in the decision because I am part of it. And then I become very aware of my own responsibility in this challenge. Because if you've asked for my help in this form, I mean, I'm, I'm being invited to, to show up and help the best way I can. And that's for me, it's really, it's really beautiful. And we've talked about, I think many times of, you know, I have this, I love working under pressure sometimes just because maybe I'm just, I have like a lazy structure when all things are, you know, um, warm-ish, I'm not as productive, but when things need to be, to get, to be, you know, uh, done, I kind of, you know, like immediately, immediately step up and I kind of need this rush. And for me, this was like a call to action. And I felt like, boom, like I need to be there for you. And speaking of the helpers archetype and what you were sharing before, your whole pattern, this is, I think, the, the positive side of the helpers archetype with which I also share. Like if somebody is asking for, you know, my help in a way that that person is ready to receive it and is also calling me to meet a challenge, I'm going to fucking do it, right? Mm. I'm going to be there for that person and for that mission. And I want to be there for myself as well because I've been called to action. So my first responsibility is that I need to show up for myself in that situation and then for you and then for the company. Mm. Wow, that's really powerful. And I think about, you were talking earlier about, um, you know, when you see people just repeating the patterns over and over again, and 
the difference between when someone actually says, I need help and you feel it and they're like open and ready to work, mm-hmm. you know, as a team whilst taking responsibility for their own, like they're kind of calling on a team to help them through, which is how what I feel like I'm doing right now. Um, and being on the other side of that is so different to trying to help people when they're not ready, when they don't want to exactly. be helped. Oh my God. I mean, I just love you, sister. Like sometimes the stuff we're talking about at the same time, like I've been thinking about this bit the entire day because mm. with the helper archetype, you go around and you offer your service, yeah. your help, you know, without respect towards what the people, what people are really asking of you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just waste your energy on stuff that nobody asked you to do. And you mm-hmm. don't have the energy to give to people who are actually, you know, asking for your help. And so like synchronistically, something really cool happened last week when I think and I shared that in the comments in our base camp. Like I had a whole dynamics, like I wanted to get involved in somebody's life to kind of fix a problem without that person actually requiring or asking that from me. And I said, no, I don't want to feed this pattern again. I'm just going to, you know, mind my own business. And my business just, you know, arrived in your message. Cause, <laughs> and, I, and I had all that energy to give to this specific subject because I didn't waste it just like forcing help on other people, which I think is aggression in a mm-hmm. different form. Yeah. Well, it comes from this positive intention, mm-hmm. we think. But, um, I mean, honestly, oftentimes it's a distraction from looking at our own stuff by just, you know, distracting ourselves with other people's things. Um, And, yeah, if somebody's not ready to receive, if that's not what they're asking for, then we're just wasting our time. And that's a great question that I've learned when someone comes to me down, out, feeling, you know, whatever. Like, how can I best support you right now? Because even for me, then I can know what the boundaries are of the conversation. Uh, Are you looking to just release and essentially have a bit of a complaint or a whinge or a, or whatever? And do you just need someone to hold space? Because if they can say, yeah, that's all I need, then that's great. All you got to do is just sit there and then you can hang up the phone or leave the, the catch up and get back to whatever. Or are you asking for my advice or my experience share or are you really asking for me to step up and walk by your side through this um, and really understanding what the person is is needing in those moments? Because oftentimes we all, you know, will maybe kind of ask for help, but really all we're looking for is like someone to hear us. Mm. Or sometimes and, validation. <laughs> yeah, validation, exactly. Just validation so we can stay in our place of victimhood or whatever it might be in that mm-hmm. moment. And and really stepping up and asking for help is very different because at that point, our ego needs to be ready to hear the things that we don't want to hear, to sit with the discomfort of our patterns and our, you know, um, I don't know what, not, failure is not the right word, but our past shortcomings or whatever you want to label them as the things that we've done that have contributed to us getting to the place we're at, we need to lay down the, the part of our ego that thinks we're just doing a great job at everything and be like, well, maybe not so much with that one. And, um, the only way through these patterns and cycles is to actually look at them, but it's really difficult. It's Mm. not easy. and It takes practice and I'm practiced at it now, you know, Mm. as are you, um, as is our company and our team. And I think all of this that we're talking about also translates generally into the actual organization. Like we have an organization, I think, that looks at itself, (laughs) if that makes sense. Very Um, self-reflective company, right? mm -hmm. About this all the time. Like the way that we ask for feedback from our clients, from the remote professionals and from ourselves every single Mm -hmm. month. Um, that's part of that reflection. And then we're also looking at our numbers and our data and the things that are happening and Mm. really trying to always understand that in line with our intuition, in line with where we're going, 
so that we can continue to evolve and improve what we're doing. And I think the, like also great really part of our, of our company culture is that we have a lot of self-awareness. I mean, we also get feedback, uh, ask for feedback from our clients and our remote professionals and from each other. But we're, we have this culture where we're very like self uh, reflective and self aware. And this is also linked to what we were talking about earlier that I think that you, with your style of leadership, you kind of set a tone and the tone is vulnerable and it's um, empowering and it's um, allowing us to ask for help because you're allowing yourself to ask for help. So you kind of set that tone and then each of us, because, you know, we're pretty similar, but each of us kind of brought something of their own into the culture. Because mm-hmm. if I think about the culture as it is right now, as opposed to how it was a year ago, for example, it's different. It's so different. Mm-hmm. It's so different. I mean, the direction is the same, but it's different because all of us have been done, have been doing some, you know, real inner work in the back. And we keep, like I said before, we keep mirroring each other and we call um, on each other. And and I think the team has grown a lot in the last 12 months and the people that we've attracted in are those who are more self-aware and on this sort of path to um, like their own personal healing journeys, their own personal self-betterment, self-reflective, kind of spiritual, whatever you, whatever it might be. But we've attracted in people. So as a team, because a, a year ago, we were still only four or five people. Five, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're 12 or something. So, it, it, I mean, every time we add someone to the company, um, there is a slight sometimes big, sometimes small, but there is an energy shift mm-hmm. because every single person is a contributor to the overall culture of the organization. Yeah. The more clear we are as an organization on what our culture is, the more likely we are to attract people who sort of fit right in and then the culture doesn't sort of get disturbed too much because we've we've put out the vibes of attracting those people in that are matching how we operate. And I also believe that a big part of what our culture is today is just because of the experiences we we created and we experienced together as a team. So, for example, now I would just put into our culture uh, brand or whatever, like resilience, like, you know, the number of situations when we've had to just step up or show up and just chat through things and pivot and change things. And we have this very like quick rhythm and a very, I mean, we're, it's, it's almost like a roller coaster sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one week can be like absolutely amazing. And then we realize we need to improve something because, you know, that's how we work. We kind of improve stuff on the go, like while we're moving so it's always something, it's always a challenge, right? It's always something in front of us that we are trying to improve and we're trying to improve that thing together. So that builds team resilience and the fact that we have this rhythm of constantly looking for challenges and solving them. And then, you know, we're looking for other challenges. I mean, this, and it's also showing a lot of, or should I say like, planting a lot of self-responsibility in our team. You know, the whole uh, resilience thing is very, I think, connected with self-responsibility because in in the face of a challenge, um, we own our shit, right? Like, for example, now when we've, you know, with the whole situation that we were talking about earlier with you deciding if you should put money into business or not, what has come up for me in that situation is that I'm very shallow with numbers and, you know, financials in general. And I was thinking like, okay, so this is my part in the challenge that we're having right now. Like I own this. I know this is my part. This is not on your shoulders, you know, not only on your shoulders because 
it's not that I'm not skilled in that department because this is a story that I keep telling myself. I'm not so good with financials, but mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, like if I'm really true to myself, like that's not true, right? Like I love money. I love dealing with money. I love dealing with numbers. So it's just a case of me not showing up in that area as I could have. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to do a whole like dramatic thing out of it. It's just that this opportunity, this is an opportunity for me to see where I'm kind of, you know, a bit flaky, maybe a bit not involved as I could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's probably something that I would love like engaging more with. Like I just sent an app, like a message to Apple, just sharing this with her, like I said, man, I've been really flaky with numbers. Like, and I, I don't even know what, why, I've been doing that, but I just want to know more about our numbers and our financials because I'm pretty good with money. Like, you know, it's pr- I probably would have some pretty great, you know, approaches around that, which I just, you know, haven't tried before. So I think the whole resilience part paired with that, just, you know, like this self-awareness and self-reflection and just looking at, oh, maybe I didn't show up as, you know, good as I could have there. It's mm. just where the gold is in our team. Like everybody is so very like self-responsible and just, you know, like you said with Apple, you know, sending a message about some mistake that she's done or it's just so empowering in one way, just because if you fucked it up, you know, you're, you have the ability to solve it, right? Because you have that power. Totally. You have the influence, right? That's that's the the other side of the coin. Well, yeah. When you when you own when you take or hold the responsibility, and rather than being a victim and saying, "Well, it just happened. It was out of my hands," like da 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 da, you stay empowered to make the changes that will change the situation. So, and I guess it's really beautiful for me to hear your process right now and how you know, the numbers of our organization, whether it's the financials or measurements, mm-hmm. ratings, conversion rates, whatever, there's many different numbers in businesses, but they essentially pertain to every role, every department. And we all yeah. have an ability to look at those things. And I always liken it to um, the, the two points of how I make decisions is my intuition, my intuitive knowing and feeling, um, which comes from sensation and kind of anecdotal qualitative type conversations and things that I've seen and heard and felt comparing that with our numbers and our data because sometimes we can be we can understand there's an issue we understand roughly where the issue is intuitively but without the data we might look slightly off mark you know and Mm. the data can really tell us like exactly where the challenge is lay and where we can dive in and okay we solve that bit let's see what happens here cool Mm. okay let's solve the next thing so I think it's a really beautiful reflection and marketing you know there's there's lots of numbers and data in marketing so it's like how can we get better at that in our business and how how do you contribute to that how to then apple and everybody else support you to have access to those things and we are it's interesting for me to hear as well because we are a fully open book organization. So everybody has access to all of that stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people are engaged with it. Um, Like I have a finance background. So for me, it's pretty easy for me to see some numbers on a screen and kind of compute in my head what they are. But I've got to remember that that's going on 20 years in, in finance now. Not everybody, it's not to say they don't understand it, but they don't necessarily think uh, or connect dots as quickly as I do like you said, you're good with money, but it maybe not is just not front of mind for you. So I think that's really interesting. That's the funny part. Cause I was still saying to Apple, like, I know you go through these numbers every single week in our team meeting. Like I see them on flight. <laughs> I never have like been really intentionally think about those numbers. Like never. Why? You know? And I don't, I mean, I don't see it as, I mean, we're pretty good with intuition and I think it's something that has worked for us until now, like pretty, pretty good, especially since we're like a, an all female team and we're very kind of vibey with things. But I think this is just a lesson in 
maybe it's just an opportunity for us to tap into some skills that we didn't really knew we had. Like for me, it could mm-hmm. be like financials, you know, I, I might be, ha- I might have like a really great idea, you know, in terms of how we get that money, which is outside of the box. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, like, Ooh, maybe I can be good with that as well. You know, maybe I can work on the money stuff, you know, a bit over the next period. <laughs> and yeah, it's just showing, it's just showing us um, a part of our business where we can really step up. I mean, we've done the whole intuition and the creativity part pretty good until now. Maybe it's just a time to, you know, connect with the numbers and that's it. You know, there's the, it doesn't have to be a case of, oh, you know, it was your mistake, there, or it was my mistake or it was Apple's mistake because that's really like, it has no relevance, you know, whatsoever or any positive effect. And it's not true at all because it's a co-creation. Mm. It's so much more productive to just say, okay, this this is the challenge we're facing, even rather than labeling anything as a mistake. And just to say, what what do I get to learn from this? Like if I could go back six months or 12 months knowing that this challenge would be coming, what would I do differently? Which is exactly what I did on the weekend. I was just like, all right, well, what have I learned? Like, what would I do differently now that I'm in this situation? I've gone down this path. And it was really wonderful to look at it in that way because it wasn't me going, you should have done this, you should have done that. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, like had I done this, um, X, Y, Z might have happened or or what have you. And it was so cool to look at it from that, which I, I think is what most of us do in our lives anyway, but look at it at from those, okay, what are the lessons? And and then getting excited, like, oh, I get to bring these lessons forward now. Like what a gift. Like we've just started our second capital raise in Gromotely in the tech platform. I'm like, what yeah. an amazing, we haven't even gone live on that business yet. And there's all these lessons that I've just learned mm-hmm. in this business that I get to bring forward with me. So looking at it that way um, and framing it in that more positive sense and whatever solutions we come up with right now are further lessons that we're going to have to continue on. It's really cool. And it's also like, I know you love solving things. I do. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do you understand like where I'm going with it? Like, it just be another (laughs) challenge that you're throwing yourself and (laughs) kind of testing yourself. (laughs) I think it's so interesting to look at those parts of ourself that are strengths. Like I would say what's coming to mind for me right now is I have incredible optimism, big picture vision and like blind faith, um, mm. massive strength as an entrepreneur. Like you have to have that to be able to take some level of risk. Um, yeah. I love the pressure and having my back against the wall and how I can thrive in that scenario And as you just pointed out, like I love solving problems. It's really a big part of how my brain works. So those three things are like really amazing. But also looking at the flip side of it of like, ooh, how do I create that in my life? Maybe sometimes at at an unconscious level so that I get to experience it. That's where I was going with it. (laughs) I recognize myself in this pattern a bit. Like I end up in challenging situations which are not the same as, you know, like bad situations, just like really extremely challenging. Sometimes in my personal life, sometimes at work. And then I go like, oh, how do I always end up like here? And then I'm like, you're asking for those. Like, you yeah. want to step up. It's such a powerful question in those moments when you're asking yourself like, oh, why is this happening again? How did I get here again? It's like, how is this serving me? Like, what do I get out of this? What do I love in this? <laughs> just be like... Mm, or okay, I go through this. <laughs> yeah, because if you, I was listening to a podcast episode I think last night, and I mean I don't remember you know the whole thing, but idea it was you know the whole concept of surviving versus um, thriving, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm growing and how we like this approach that I have to cope with things like this situation mm-hmm. you know, we could be you know we could be living into a mindset that is something like oh we have this problem we need to deal with it we need to cope with it we need to survive 
And then there's the other way of looking at it where it's like, ooh, we have a problem, you know, it's such an opportunity. Like what were we missing until now? You know, it's an opportunity to discover something new and maybe, you know, a better way of working and, you know, a better way of collaborating between us, which is, you know, like this is the juiciest part of our business, right? Because what we are trying to promote in the world in terms of how teams operate and how people can collaborate and create something together, it's all rooted in stuff that we're trying in our team, right? Mm -hmm. So all that we're preaching, we're first trying out in our team, like the vulnerability, the trust, uh, the conversations. We're pretty like experimental with some stuff, Mm-hmm. in our team and I, I kind of forgot what I was where I was going with it uh maybe you were you can talking help. about the podcast of surviving versus thriving yeah um I think the whole point of our culture is kind of challenge and growing through challenge mm-hmm. and this is like this amazing opportunity for us to figure out a better way to collaborate and be interdependent and see how we can you know like work like a mechanism together just to step up as a team as well Mm -hmm. you know well it's interesting what you're reflecting about you know everything that we do in our team um is or everything we help people with in our business like whatever it is that we give to the world is also the things that we're doing in our team first and that was really important to me even back in the wealth enhancers days was that everybody who worked with us needed to be a client of the firm and follow the same um, investment philosophies, principles, everything that we did for our clients, we did exactly for ourselves. That included myself as the founder. And that was kind of a yardstick for me if I was interviewing someone and someone said, oh, no, 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 like I've already got my finances sorted. I don't want to get involved with all of that. Um, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's just not going to work for me because I don't believe in us sitting across the table or across the Zoom screen from someone and giving them advice on structures and how they should be doing things if we're not doing them ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as a result, everyone who worked with us did was a client of the firm and did follow follow all of the principles that we... And it was just such a proud thing that I could say. Like, we really do practice what we preach. That was one of our core mm-hmm. values in Wealth Enhancers. And I realised that's something that we've carried forward here as well. Like one of the things I can hand on my heart say is I'm good at building highly engaged, high-performing, happy teams. Like that is what I do. And that's, yeah, that's been years of like learning how to be that and do that. But that is what we help people create in their businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's coming from a place of, I have, we all do, everyone in our team has, endless stories that they can share experiences that they can impart with clients when they might be going through or even with remote professionals when they might be going through a challenge we have endless scenarios that we can pull up from our own personal experience within this business to help them move through that situation and that's exactly what we do and why we do it and why we know that it works it's not just a hypothetical like oh this is best practice like do this thing you know we're living it Mm, yeah. And I feel like now you're being called to, like, like I said in the comments, just shed another layer of maybe mistrust and just, you know, maybe you're called to put more trust in our team, you know, being in this a bit more challenging, you know, situation. And, you know, you're tested to test the things that you're promoting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and actually, yeah, witness them happening you know before your eyes so yeah I feel very I mean there's always some fear around the future and what's going to happen and all that but overall I feel so excited you know even I mean even with you know this whole year being a bit crazy like Mm -hmm. overall for every for everybody but I just feel like I have this buzz like I feel like we're on to something but because I feel like when you find a problem somewhere it's always a portal like it's the same as it's with inner work right like your wound yep. the place mm-hmm. that hurts that where the goal is so 
yeah, that makes me, you know, wake up every morning excited to go like, oh, let's see what's happening here. All right. I, it might look bad. It might even be bad, but I'm sure, I mean, I'm so sure it's not, it's not bad beyond our capacity and our skills and our power to work together. Because That's where I think it is. And that's where I think your you reaching out to us was extremely powerful because you didn't place yourself outside of the team trying to fix this alone and probably having or experiencing some resentment with it as well, which is normal, right? Because when we, when we try and solve things ourselves and do that extra, we naturally get a bit of resentment just because we are not supposed to take that extra, right? Mm-hmm. So just you sharing the load with us is another important lesson in togetherness and the power of our team and community and the power of sharing not only the good stuff and the wins and the confidence, it's also sharing, you know, the weaknesses, the blind spots, the poor decisions, and there's space for all of that and there's space for all of that, for all of us, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's where the magic is going to happen. I don't think, um, I think life in general supports brave people and people who believe in their Northern star and people who have respect and dedication, you know, towards their peers and their mission. And I don't, I don't really think you can go wrong with that. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no way because while you're doing it, you're winning because you're winning like yourself, you're winning, you know, those really juicy connections, you know, and relationships and you get to like experience all this magic that happens beyond your control and beyond your influence. I mean, sometimes when I go into the team meeting or just, you know, I chat with any, any sister from our, from our team, I'm like continuously humbled and experiencing so much gratefulness for all the magic that, I mean, it's, it feels like it's now self-creating in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I put a bit, like I, 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 I add a bit of salt and then I don't know what happens, but it's very like a butterfly effect. And when it comes back to me, it comes, you know, it comes back multiplied and very kind of, whoa. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even in these like trouble times, I've never been happier than I am now. Like, you know, I was telling you before we recorded and we were actually talking about, you know, the, the problem that we're trying to solve. And I was like, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm feeling like super excited. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I should probably feel bad or scared, but now I'm feeling like, "Mm, no, babe, like, "Mm," like, finally something true, right? Like, (laughs) Like, bring it on. Well, I think it's always rewarding for all of us to push up against our growth edges and see what we're really made of. So it makes mm. sense. Oh, yeah. that was all just mm, so, so juicy and so beautiful. This has been such a good conversation and um, I, it was cool. I didn't know, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. We booked this in before, yeah. you know, we started working through this current scenario in the business. So um, mm. I didn't, know which direction we were going to go but I think it was beautiful and it gives people an insight into how we work through things in the business so thank you for meeting me here I've loved it (laughs) thank you for meeting us as well and let me tell you like the funny side of the story which actually connects again with the whole culture thing is that I'm normally a very controlling person in the sense that I need to know beforehand you know exactly what I'm going to say and it's also related to what we were talking about at the beginning of the the episode around you know putting on a mask in a role so over the weekend I've written down some stuff like I want to tell people this and this and that <laughs> and then I think one hour before the podcast you know I was like oh maybe I should read that stuff just to like remember what I want to say and then I was like what if this time you do a little bit of an experiment where you're just like you show up vulnerable and you have no idea what you're going to talk about 
Mm-hmm. And you have no idea of the direction, but you're just having like this juicy, soulful conversation with with your sister and you just show up as natural as you can without trying to pose in a, oh, I'm such a professional or I'm such a mm-hmm. friend, whatever, you know, like just like just show the human side. And although I have this feeling like I would have wanted to share a lot more stuff, which I will probably in writing or we can record another episode totally you know anytime like a sequence or we can do it regularly whatever but thank you for for this chance it said it has actually been my first interview ever oh there you go <laughs> probably a year or two ago i would have you know be like shitting my pants and be like oh fuck and now i do have sweaty palms but at the same time, like, 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 heck, like, let's just do it, sister. Like, I'm holding your hand and we're, you know, <laughs> roller coaster, and it's exactly the same feeling that I get with our company. I'm still experiencing and feeling a lot of fear, which is normal, but I'm like, just like, I'm singing, you know, through it all. Mm. Like, I'm, you know, and this is, this is the value of the culture that we've built in our team. And this is what I'm seeing in everybody in the team. And in you, of course. And it's just such a relaxing way to deal with the world and life in general. It's like, it's almost like playing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you could get hurt. You might get a boo-boo. But do you really care? Or do you care about the whole playing and, you know, playing with the others and sharing and laughing at each other's, you know, boo-boos? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I, I have no words to describe it, really. Mm. I love it. I love you. And I'm so grateful to have you on my team. I think um, I'd love to share as well, just a little bit of context that we've worked together for three years. We've only met in person once and we will put the video of when we met Mm -hmm. in the show notes um, on the website because it's super cute and I love it. But I just love um, just to talk for very briefly about the whole practicing what we preach and what, what you can create. But um, we, our connection, our relationship and our team is evidence of how close you can become, how deep of relationships you can build, even whilst living in different countries and mostly interacting on, on Zoom and everything. There is plenty of us in our team who have actually never met who are just as close as we are. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad we got that time together in Israel last year. We did. Right before, um, actually, DLD, which is the festival we're at, the Entrepreneur Festival in Israel, is actually on an online one right now. So it must have been about right now that we were in Israel yeah, last year. Like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> Again, with this, uh, you know, cycle things. And I just want to add to that that if you can't have a conscious relationship, and, you know, like when you're physically near to somebody, I mean, I don't think like, you know, us, you know, you being in the States and me being in Romania or me being in Romania and, you know, other, you know, team members being in Australia has nothing to do with the quality of our relationship. Mm. And I keep telling my girls in the team, like, fuck, like the relationships and the conversations I'm having with them are, you know, among the most, like the deepest, one of the, uh, among the deepest most like raw conversation I've ever had in my life. And I feel so close to every single lady in our team just because we get to, I mean, I don't think closeness comes from being close, like being near. I think closeness comes from, you know, being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Being open to each other, open to give and receive the love and the connection. Mm -hmm. And getting to have like common purpose. I think that's just like, I think what unites us more is just like, we know why we're working and towards what we're working. And it's, yeah, I would argue like any, every second of every day, I would argue that I mean, relationships are not, are not necessarily, you know, based on, you know, physical closeness, not at all. Totally. And it's not to say that that's not amazing and it's not great to have that time together. I mm. mean, I loved, I loved being with you in Israel, but it's a, it's a fraction of the time that we've known each other and spent together. And it's, mm. it's not the thing that created our connection. 
Yeah. And I, if I, if I had to choose, like, if I think of, you know, what if I would have been limited in my lifetime to just work where I live and I wouldn't have met you guys and wouldn't, wouldn't have had the chance to build these relationships just because I had to have a job in my city, for example, or somewhere I could get pretty, you know, quickly. And I've had that and it wasn't even close to what I'm having and experiencing now. And it's just wow. like, mm. it's magic. It's, it's truly, truly, truly magical. Mm. Mm. Well, we're doing something right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, baby, you know it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for joining me, babe. Thank you for cracking my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been beautiful. Thanks for listening to this episode of Conscious Culture, The Evolution of Work. Follow us as we further explore real stories of remote companies and the thriving cultures they are creating. To stay updated with all our episodes, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app. In the show notes of each episode, you'll find some of our favorite remote work and culture resources. However, if you want to have a chat about remote work, how it's done and how it can benefit your company, feel free to reach out to me directly anytime. My email address is sarah at growmyteam.com.au. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I'm sure it gave you a pretty good insight into what it's like working in our culture, working with me as a leader and how leadership is fostered within our team. Theodora is an incredible, incredible contributor to the team. As you can see, she's a very wise soul. She's just amazing. It was a beautiful conversation. I'm grateful to have shared with you all. And before you go, if you are interested as an entrepreneur in hiring remote professionals like Theo, uh, jump on over to growmotely.com and get your company registered on there. You can advertise for positions, manage all of your recruitment and manage your team and culture on an ongoing basis. And if you're a remote professional who would like the experience of working with companies all over the world who are forward thinking, who value freedom and flexibility and empowerment, then get yourself registered, set up your profile on growmotely.com, put all your work history in there. And the system will, not only can you search for open roles, but the system will culture match you with companies that are suitable for you. So love to have you, love to welcome you into the Grow Motely fam. And uh, yeah, jump on board.